Are you sick of diets, but you want to feel really freaking comfortable in your body? Great, then you've come to the right place. Join me, Melissa Ronda, fearless and forthright weight loss expert who helps busy women ditch diets, stop eating their feelings, and take their power back for good. Have you ever been at a holiday party and your obnoxious uncle on your dad's side says something so highly offensive to you? You have two options. You can either blow up, look like the crazy person, and create tons of family drama, or You can just put a smile on your face and push all of those feelings down with food and probably a little extra alcohol. Tis the season, right? Well, it doesn't need to be either of those options. There are alternatives. We do not need to get caught up in this positivity trap of not offending someone, but we also want to make sure that we're really responsible for our behavior and the way that we show up. And because this is a season of family, it also can mean some family drama. And so I brought in life coach Valerie. Friedlander to talk to you today about the positivity trap. And Valerie gives us some great tools that we can use to handle ourselves accordingly. Before we get going with Valerie, I want to let you know that this recording is part of the series Holiday Suck, a practical guide to surviving the holiday season. This is a month-long celebration, if you will. (laughs) on the Honest Way brand page on Facebook, where I'm bringing in tons of guest experts on a variety of taboo holiday topics, like handling grief during the holidays. What do you do with a toxic family during the holidays? How do you handle overeating during the holidays? And much, much more. So in the show notes of this podcast, you will find a link to the Honest Way brand page. And I can't wait to see you over there. And oh, thank you all so much for rating and reviewing my podcast. It means the world to me. So I really do appreciate that. And I will see you over on the Honest Way brand page. Um, I will tell you, Valerie, when I posted that I would be doing the series, uh, some, okay, it either attracted people or Mm -hmm. it repelled people. And I was shocked at how many people took it personally that I struggle through the holidays, which I found was interesting. And I thought there must be so many people out there that feel this way. And it's almost like they're scared to act anything but positive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to be joyful during the holidays. You're supposed to be happy. And there's so many shoulds around the holidays and anything that has a lot of shoulds that naturally creates a sense of judgment. And when you're judging yourself, I love that, you know, like when you point your finger at someone, there are three more fingers pointing back at you. Mm -hmm. And it's not necessarily about like that they're wrong. And then your choice is wrong. It's that if you're judging even just a little bit, you're probably judging yourself three times as much. Yeah. And so that's really hard 
when you don't want to be, you don't, you don't want to feel yucky. So you're like, yucky, go away. Yeah. The, your, the, the one thing that you taught me that I, I use every single day is what you say is about you. Right. So can you, can you yeah. tell us? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now that I'm what not you say, <laughs> What you say is about you and what the other person hears is about them. And what they say is about them and what you hear is about you. So it's because it all goes through our own filter, our own experience and everything. So if somebody says something that pushes a button for you, nobody can push a button you don't have. So, you know, you know if you've got a button, that, that's an opportunity for you to look at that button. And um, do you listen to Armchair Expert? No, I'm like so bad about listening to like podcasts or anything like that. I hear about them and I'm like, I should really listen to a podcast. <laughs> I don't do it. And then you don't. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Dax Shepherd's podcast. And um, he was talking about that specific thing. But I'm bringing mm -hmm. it up because I feel that he, um, the, the analogy that he gave made it very clear for anyone to understand. And what he mm -hmm. said was, if someone says to me, Dax is like 6'5". And he says, if somebody says to me, you're short and you're a tiny man, he's not going to take it. He's going to be like, no, I'm not. Right. <laughs> yeah. But if they say yes. he's married to, he's married to Kristen Bell. And if they mm -hmm. say like, your wife is so much better than you and she shouldn't be with you, that's going to land for him because that's something that bothers him. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's totally ahead. it. No, I was just going to say, I mean, that really, that is totally it. It's, it's all about your perspective. It's all about the lens that you look through and the things that bother you. Like, and, and it also depends on what's going on. Like some things, you know how like you'll come home and you had an awesome day and you come home and like the kids are into something or, you know, your husband didn't do the, do something or whatever. And you're just like, okay, well, you know, it's fine. And then there's another day where you come home and it's like, it's been a rough day. It's been a long day. And you come home and you're like, oh my God, what is wrong with all of you people? <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's, it really depends on what's like, how much sleep have you had? How have, how have you been feeding yourself? Are you giving yourself this space to take care of you and things like that? So yeah, it really, it really depends on what's going on for you and, and what you have, what, what triggers you. And the thing that when we don't realize that it's our button, it's really easy to feel like you're being victimized by other people. And that's one of the spaces that, that comes up is like somebody says something and it hurts and then you take it personally and, you know, it kind of spirals. You feel attacked and the natural response when you feel attacked is to attack back and then you have an argument and then, you know, like it, it kind of spirals. Whereas if you know that the reaction that you have, what's going on for you is about you, then you get to, you get to do something about it which is the cool part. Like you actually have, because you know, you can't control other people, places, things, situations, stuff happens. And this is so true with family. Or like when we're getting together for the holidays and everybody has their expectations around what's supposed to happen for the holidays and what people are supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to interact. And like all of this stuff that comes up with the family dynamics. And it's really easy to like take all that stuff personally and, and feel like, uh, people are doing this to you. And if you can recognize, okay, what do I need? What's going on for me? What's bothering me? 
then you get to do something about that. You get to look at, all right, do I need to set a boundary here? Like this, that really bothered me. That was hurtful. You can have a conversation instead of a confrontation. It can be like, hey, uh, I felt really hurt by that. Instead of you're a mean person. <laughs> I think it would come out a little something. <laughs> so how can we apply this to, to being like, everything's great. Everything's perfect. Stuck in this positivity yeah. trap. Everything is awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I'll sometimes turn that around. I'm like, everything is awful. Yeah. Um, so really, when when you feel like you have to have this space, so like I've also have a background in sociology as well as coaching, and when, when you know, that idea of losing face and saving face, it's this external. Um, way of presenting yourself. It's the, the way you want to appear to other people. And the more you're putting energy into having to maintain that, the less energy you have. Like it's, it's draining when that face is not aligned with what's going on inside of you. So there's this whole thing about like act as if and be positive. Like if you're not positive, then you're going to attract, like you have to be positive to attract good things and stuff like that. And the problem that happens is that if your face is positive, but inside you're not, it doesn't matter. Like, so it, all it is doing is, is kind of creating a barrier and a drain for you. Now, that's not to say that there are some instances where that really is necessary. Like it, it, you may feel like it, you have to do it, otherwise you will fall apart. And that is okay, as long as you know that this is information about that's something you want to look at. If you don't want to keep draining that energy and you feel like if you feel exhausted around your family, if you, you know, like all of the things that you have to do, if you don't like that, and again, I mean, some people that's, that's just where it is and that's okay. Um, but if you don't like that, trying to keep up the front is going to be exhausting and you can do something about it. It's about looking at yourself instead of just trying to be like, it's awesome. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And that that's a, it's a trap because what it does is it prevents you from looking at what's really going on and acknowledging it. we need to get angry. Sometimes we need to allow ourselves to cry. Sometimes we need to have that, that release happen. And if you're like, no, it's great. I'm good. You know, eventually you're like, and you try and shove the feelings that you're having, the upset, the yeah. buttons. If you try and shove With all food. of that stuff, you, you <laughs> shove it in the closet, you mm -hmm. shove it in the closet, you shut the door and you're like, eventually you're like kind of leaning against the door. It, it's just waiting for somebody to say something to open that door and then all of it, instead of like dealing with just one thing of like, okay, hey, that, that was upsetting. Uh, what, what about that was upsetting? What do I want to do about that? And allow yourself to explore it instead of going, go away. No, you can't, can't be angry. No, can't be upset because it's just going to come, it's going to come back. And then you're going to end up handling things even more that the way you don't want to, like, it's, it's all gonna, like all of it comes in all at once. Like, yeah. and so that, that's the, that's the trap is it's draining. It ends up making everything worse down the line. And it, it prevents you from actually doing what you can do to address it, to release it, and sh and actually shift it so that you're you're not doing that. The thing is, most people don't realize that it's possible to do anything about it. So yeah, that was going to be my next question. How do we 
how do we identify that, you know, this is a feeling that we need to address? And mm -hmm. then what do we do to address it? People don't realize that it's something yes. that, especially because I, I personally feel like a lot of conditioning through childhood, make sure everyone thinks that you're perfect. Make sure you think your family's perfect. Don't say anything because it's a mm -hmm. reflection on us and we're perfect. And it teaches you to just never have an opinion or never think mm -hmm. your, your opinion is valuable. It does a lot to the psyche. So how can someone first identify that, that this is what's happening, that they mm -hmm. are um, being falsely positive? <laughs> and then, yeah. what, then what the heck do we do about it? The more stress and the more non-perfect you have going on in your home, the more pressure it becomes to like, keep up the image. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the question would be, what does that mean to you? So if you find yourself going into the holidays, and you like it needs to be like this, maybe ask yourself, what about this is important? You know, I, I look at any kind of situation, whether it's a holiday situation, whether it's a conference I'm going to, whether it's a school event, what's my purpose here? You know, interaction with other people, what's my purpose here? What do I really want? What's important to me here? And when I know what that is, then I can start looking at, well, what's pulling me away from that? You know, so like if the holidays, what's important to me is to really connect with my family, then I need to look at the things that are going to keep me from that. Um, so for example, as an entrepreneur, um, I have work and I don't like have the, the holidays off. You know, that's a time when I'm doing work. Um, Friday, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's a thing. Um, and, and that was really hard for my family because they wanted me to be available for them. And I was like, no, I, I have work time. So instead of setting boundaries around, this is when I'm going to work and I'm not going to be there. I was like, I'll just sneak work in here and there. I didn't set a boundary. And then everybody was like, it felt like I was working all the time. And I wasn't really being present because I was just grabbing time to work here and there and I wasn't really being present and everybody got really upset and I got I started feeling mom guilted because it was like you know there were comments around oh you know like your kids miss you and it's really upsetting when you know like your kids don't understand that you're working like there was there's a little bit of projection onto my kids which may very well have been true but it was something that also came up in my home when I was a kid about being present for the holidays because there were a lot of buttons around the holidays. So various people would just kind of check out. And so like, if you notice that you're checking out, you're just kind of sitting there like, all right, what a, what's going on that I feel the need to check out that I'm not being fully present. Um, what, what about this is, is upsetting to me because usually we don't check out if we're not upset about something. Um, for me, it was like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling guilted. I'm feeling like I'm getting this mom guilt thing going on. I shouldn't be working. I should be playing with my kids, you know, because that's what you're supposed to do when you're a mom. And I'm the only like young mom in the family. So it's like, all right. And I knew that that was about me. Okay, so why am I feeling guilty? Well, because I am not being fully present in anything. I'm trying to do all the things. And my purpose is to really connect with people. So maybe some of this time I actually needed to set those boundaries so that I was really present doing what I was doing, even if it meant that there were chunks of time when I was away for work, then when I was with people, I was fully with people. 
And so that was important for me to look at. And so while I was like crying, I was like, this is a great opportunity to talk about this with my people because I know I'm not the only person who struggles with the mom guilt thing. I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be playing with my kids, not doing work. But um, can I say this, that yeah. even in Elf, in Elf, it drives me nuts. They're talking about the dad. They're giving him a tremendous amount of guilt for having for working on the holidays. He has to work on the holidays because his boss said he's going to get fired if he doesn't. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, I don't know the kid's name in the movie, but I'm like, who's paying for that coat he's got in private school in New York City? Like, why are you guilting this guy about having to work? I hate yeah. that about that movie. And but I do think that that that's a culture that we're brought up with, like that, that you're somehow selfish, if you mm -hmm. have the if you're not able to 100% commit to your family around the holidays. And I just don't think that's practical anymore with our flexible yeah. entrepreneurial lifestyle. No, there's absolutely a societal aspect too, which is important to recognize. So as a coach, what I do is I help people own what they have power over, which is how they experience the world and how they engage it. And that allows you to make a bigger impact in terms of shifting that cultural dialogue. And, and but knowing that that is absolutely a thing like there's a there and it influences the way we experience things too because that button my guilt is my guilt it's not them guilting me they pushed a guilt button that I had so I get to look at it and go what do I want to do with this and I get to look at you know guilt is is a conflict of two values so if I'm feeling guilty it means that I'm I'm being pulled I feel like I'm being pulled in two different directions and if I honor this side over here then I'm threatening this side over here and then I feel doubly bad that I feel good here you know because I feel bad <laughs> here so that's you know you get this push pull so when you know what those values are you know what's important then you can make a more conscious choice instead of just reacting and just like kind of shutting down it's not that I'm saying that you have to be all like, when you don't feel good, you're like, I feel awful and be like Debbie Downer. Like you don't have to, that's, that's not it either. It's really just knowing what's going on for you. Having a moment to check in, having times where you give yourself the space to know that you don't have to be happy all the time. It doesn't, like what is perfect? And and that's a what you said earlier is a great question of like we have we feel like we have to put on this perfect image. But oftentimes the pressure of that comes when we don't actually know what perfect looks like. It's just this general sense of we're trying to be good enough. And I don't feel good enough. So I need to try and make myself look good enough, but nothing will ever be good enough if you're just you know, if you don't feel good enough. So it's really taking a look at that and going, okay. What is enough in this situation? What is good enough? What is what is that idea, that ideal that I'm looking for? And that's why I like to tie into purpose of like, what do I what do I want? What am I looking to get out of engaging in this situation? And how do I want to feel when I'm doing that? We do things to help ourselves to honor values to create a feeling and if well, if I just if everything looks just right, if all the decorations are exactly in praise and the dinner looks perfect, then I will feel fill in the blank. <laughs> the feeling is what you're going for. And it doesn't actually have to look like that for you to feel that way. But we think it does. We think it does because we because it's always this chasing the feeling, chasing the feeling. If you know 
what you want, then you can look to, all right, well, I want to feel accomplished. You know, like if you have all the decorations in place and you have the table looking perfect and all that, you will feel accomplished. Okay. If that's my word, accomplished, what do I need to actually feel accomplished? What would create that? And then maybe look at each little thing that I did. Hey, you know what? I got that turkey in the oven on time. Yeah, me. You know, mm -hmm. I showed up and I wrapped the presents. They're not perfectly wrapped, but they're wrapped. Yeah, me. You know, if you know what the goal is, that feeling that you want, then you can focus on where can you create that instead of this thing that you'll never actually achieve. I, this is so, so parallel to the weight loss journey, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. always, it's, it's always all the same thing. All yeah. the same thing because we're searching for something and it's like you have permission to feel really proud of yourself today. If you're making healthy choices, if you got your workout in, you can feel proud and you can feel enough today. Mm -hmm. because you will if you chase that unattainable thing and it's never going to be enough yeah. so I love that so you think like coming up with a just one maybe one word that mm -hmm. we want to use to define the rest of this season and and go for that yeah that's a fabulous thing what do you what do you want your holidays to feel like and then what can you do to create that for yourself Knowing that you can't, and, and this is really important, you can't control other people's experience. So if you're worried, like, if you're thinking, well, I just want everybody else to be happy, find a different, what will have, if everybody else is happy, how will you feel? Because that's the part you have control over, then go with that word. But you can't actually make everybody else have an amazing holiday. It's just not going to happen. So again, anytime you notice yourself turning outward, like, look at what, What's going to happen for you if, if that happens and then focus on creating that because, you know, I mean, I really follow through with that idea of like, if mom, if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Like really, if you come in, my kids love running around like right, right now going, I came in like a wrecking ball. And I'm like, yes, you did. <laughs> but if I come in that way, it really does throw everybody off. I mean, uh, it, it's just, it's very hard. So if I can know, and, and the, again, it's not that I'm pretending. If I'm having a rough time, I, that's information for me to take a look at what do I need to be okay. And that can be like, I need to go have a good cry. I need to go have, chat with a friend and vent. I mm -hmm. need to go take a nap. And, you know, get somebody to watch the kids for a little while. I need, you know, like, what do I need to do to take care of myself because of how I'm feeling? I need to have a conversation with this person because they are, the way the interaction is going is not working for me. I need to be around this person less. Um, taking a look at what, what can you do that, that aligns with that word that you want? Like, how do you want to feel? what's important to you about the interaction like what's your purpose interacting with someone you know and if it's trying to control them then maybe we need to look at that again <laughs> guilty <laughs> we all are we all are I've, I've actually I've absolutely had this come up for myself of I was getting really I was having a button push. I was really mad at someone recently. I'm like, I'm really mad. Like, what, what do I do with this? This is, 
this is frustrating. And like, I know that what's going on for them is about them and it's not about me, but I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to do? And I had a, a friend who's also a coach say to me, well, what are, what are you believing that means about you? And I'm like, it doesn't mean anything about me. What are you talking about? Like, it's totally them. Like, I, at least I know that what's going on is them, but yet I'm getting upset about it. So there is something here. So I do a lot of processing in the shower and I'm, I'm in the shower and I'm like processing and I'm following the like, well, you know, this happened and then this is, um, what, okay. Uh, they, they're doing this and I'm, I'm interpreting that as they, they don't see my value. Like they're not asking me for, for what they're looking for. They're asking somebody with less experience for what they're looking for, not me. And I know that's about their stuff, but what I'm believing is that it means that they don't see my value. And this is like a lot, someone who's been in my life for a long time is really important to me. And I, and it hit me like some of the, the places where that's branched out into other areas of my life. And I'm like, oh my God. And it can be really uncomfortable to follow those breadcrumbs. And I, I, I started crying. My husband's in the other room and he like pops his head. And he's like, are you okay? Like, did you hurt yourself? I'm like, no, I'm just really sad. <laughs> just processing um, in the shower. <laughs> yeah, just processing in the shower. I did not expect to have a little mini meltdown in the shower, but I did. And I needed to, tears are a release. Like there's actually hormone stuff that happens there. And so there's nothing for me to do in this situation. There's nothing like I could go to this person and be like, well, you're doing these things. You know, did you realize you're doing this? Cause I don't think you do. No, that's not, that's not helpful. What I need to do is say, Hey, you know, you're important to me. I don't know if you realize, but I, I need, I, I need you to know that you're important to me. Like, mm -hmm. because that's the crux of it. I need you to know that I do need you. You may think other people need you more, but I need you too. And you need to know how important you are to me. And that's really the crux of it. But like, if I hadn't followed those breadcrumbs and gone through the process of releasing that, um, just the, the heaviness of that emotion, I would have carried that into our interactions over the holidays. And, and I totally would have like had that like, you know, and then that's not how I want to show up. <laughs> like if, if my friend and colleague hadn't asked me that question, I don't know if I would have gone there, honestly. Yeah. You know, the one, one thing that you said that um, really caught my ear was that you uh, do this processing in the shower. And mm -hmm. I recommend with my clients, any new habit that they want to implement, that they attach it to something that has to happen. For example, if you want to start journaling, then, and you want to journal at night, before you turn on Netflix, when you sit in your bed, you journal. So you sit in bed, journal happens, then Netflix happens. And so with you, you are showering probably most every day. That means that is your opportunity to process your emotions on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Was this intentional or is this just happen? So I know that I do tend to process stuff in the shower. So I got one of those, um, I forget what they're called, but they're like the, the little shower notepad things that like, don't. What? Like, this is amazing. Yeah, there's, I know, right? It's totally amazing. Because <laughs> when I was little and I'd write poetry and stuff, I'd like have to try and remember it, but it would always happen in the shower. So I'm like saying this it all over and over and over until I can get out of the shower and write it down. So it's, um, it's like 
aqua notes that's what it's called aqua okay i will um this is going to be a podcast as well so i will go ahead and put (laughs) that in the show notes yeah you'll put the amazon link if you want to process like valerie in the shower (laughs) yep absolutely so i i got those because i know that that tends to happen and that's a safe space where i have i have alone time i have space to think and to not get distracted or pulled away and so it is, it's not necessarily time where I intentionally process, but it's a space where I know that I have, I have the ability to do that if I want to, and mm-hmm. if things come up for me. So I think it really is important to know where, where that is for you. Is that when you're driving in the car, then maybe you want to have your phone on a, like a voice recorder or something where you can pick it up and record your voice talking instead if you process like that or like you said I love that idea of just knowing where that you're going to give yourself a little bit of space before you go to bed where you can just sit and if something comes up you write about it and if nothing does that's okay nothing has to it's just you you've given yourself that space um and along those lines if you know that you're going to a place that triggers you. If like you have family and you're going to go get together with family and mm-hmm. they trigger you, have some outs ready so that you don't have to fight yourself trying to keep the face of, of positivity and like, you know, not deal with what's coming up for you. Have some outs. Know that, you know, you're going to take a bathroom, but like you've got a, a little rem- reader reminder. Like I love the little daily reader or something to kind of reconnect with. Like, have it in your pocket, pocketbook or whatever, you go to the bathroom and you read a little reminder to like allow or have a little journal that you can write stuff out or, you know, know that, hey, hey I'm the one who's going to be responsible for walking the dog. You know, if you have a dog, I'm going to I'm going to be the responsible party for walking the dog. That gives you the opportunity to, to take a little breather by yourself. Have, you know, if your spouse can be of support to you in that regard or somebody just say, hey, if I give you a little flag, like help me give get out for a minute. Oh, hey, you know what? We need some more eggs or I really a Dunkin Donuts coffee. We've got to have I got to have a coffee right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody else want coffee? I'm, t- I'm doing a run for coffee. You know, like have, I, you know, I don't say you need, you know, you're going to need to get out of the house. Don't stop the house with coffee. Know that you are going to have to say, Hey, if people want coffee, you're going to, you're going to be the coffee girl and run out for the coffee. Um, ice cream or pie or whatever, you know, like have, have your planned escape route basically to allow yourself to go out and do process the way you need to process be that calling a friend like have a friend on call we're like I may need to call you will you be available at these times that you know like I'm giving myself this space that I know that if I'm getting triggered I will be able to get away at five o'clock to make a phone call you've made that plan for yourself so that you know that you'll be able to take care of yourself and do what you need to do to engage in what may be a toxic situation for you. But it's really important to not just think that it all has to be rainbows and unicorns. As much as I love rainbows and unicorns, like Mm -hmm. a little, some sort of support for yourself. And then maybe even make a note of what came up for you so that when you're out of that situation, when there's been time to like release and relax, that you get together with somebody and you process, be it, a coach or a therapist or a friend, um, whatever level of processing you want to do 
that you, you're making note of the triggers that happen. So you know you're not just ignoring them and pretending they're not there, but taking ownership of them and just knowing that you're going to do something with them. Because even that takes away some of their power. Yeah, that's great. That's such awesome information. Thank you so much. So um, I did put a link in the show notes for anyone interested. Um, but can you tell us what you have for us today? What I have is I call it the pocket pacifier. And right now it is only, it's going to be only available in my course. Um, but it's available as freebie right now. Um, it is an audio file. It's about eight minutes and a little pocket printable that walks you through five steps to reclaim yourself when you've been triggered. So be it anything from somebody cuts you off and you like, to <laughs> your spouse makes a comment about the laundry or your kid does some crazy thing or whatever it is, it helps you walk through the steps to check in with yourself and make a conscious decision and a lot of times it's hard to do that in the moment. So it's kind of a process, which is why I've made it, you know, download to your phone, have it in your pocket so that even if after, like, hopefully you're like, oh, let me give me five, like eight minutes, 10 minutes, check in. Okay, now I've, I've recentered. But if you can't do it in the moment, instead of beating yourself up after the fact and going, oh, why didn't I, why did I handle it that way? I'm such a whatever and beating yourself up, which is not helpful at all to anybody. Um, go through the five steps and then you can determine how do you want to handle things the next time this happens? Because somebody's going to cut you off again. Your husband is going to make a comment about something that didn't happen in the house, even if he didn't mean it as an attack, he's going to comment about it. It's going to bother you. Like your kids are going to interrupt you while you're trying to cook dinner. Like anything that triggers you, it's going to happen again because it's your trigger. It's your button. So this helps you notice it and shift it so that you can start building a different habit of response instead of the reaction you always have. That's brilliant. Thank you so much. So you can go ahead and in the show notes, um, there is a link there and you can get your pocket pacifier to get you through this holiday season. <laughs> Thank you Yay. so much, Valerie. I always <laughs> love talking to you and I will talk to you later. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Thanks for having me and thanks for doing this. This is really key. Cool. I'm so glad. I was a little nervous at first, but now I'm like, there's people who need this. So I'm so happy to have you here to share your wisdom with them. Yay. Thanks again for joining Valerie. And I, I love that episode so much. It really helped me get prepared <laughs> for the rest of this holiday season. And I hope that it's helped you too. Just a reminder in the show notes here, you can find a link to the Honest Way brand page where we're doing a month long series called The Holidays Suck, a practical guide to surviving the holiday season. And there are many, many more amazing guests to come. So I don't want you to miss that there. So make sure you click in the show notes and I will see you all later.